0: and welcome to another episode of that's what people do i think we have decided this is the 100th episode it is is hundred episode exciting Yay. we got there we got there i'm james k and i'm joined by ryan how have you been in the past 30 seconds since we recorded the other one ryan uh do you know what
1: i've actually stretched in uh, in the gap between recording henry the eighth and this episode uh so i, I feel a bit more awake because i've stretched rather than just been slumped okay. over
0: Lovely. I've just seen a tweet saying that Jack Grealish to Man City is pretty much a done deal, so now I'm sad. So if you get a passive-aggressive episode, that's why. was oh, is it a done deal now, is it? Yeah, it's really sad. I'm sorry, this is football talk. No one wants to hear football talk. No, but what on. they
1: what they do want to hear is is football fans crying, because it's, it is quite funny to watch. Like A bunch of Aston Villa fans were like, don't go Man City, they'll ruin you, Jack, they'll ruin you. And it's like, really? He'll be paid like as good as 200 grand a week and win... God knows how many trophies.
0: Yeah, but he could have had a trophy uh, statue outside Villa Park, but I guess he's not loyal. These hoes aren't loyal. No, he's not a legend now. He's not a legend. This is what annoys me.
1: This is what annoys me, right? That boy has stuck by you guys through thick and thin. He got you guys promoted when he could have left years ago. And then he goes, finally, he's paid his dues to your club. And then you're like, no, fuck him. Yeah, he's fucked it. Oh,
0: well, (laughs) dead to me. Anyway, if you know your football, you know what we're on about. If you don't, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um to be fair, this episode we're gonna talk about as well. There's a lot of snakes there as well. I feel bad calling him a snake. He's not a snake, I'm just very upset. God. Um There's a there's a lot of backstabbing going on in this episode as wow. well. Wow. So uh with backstabbing. <laughs> I didn't uh Obviously, Henry VIII, did I do him? I kind of did, he's in the my good guy section. I'm probably wrong, but uh, both of these episodes that I've done have been very grey people. I'm sure people would disagree. Uh, Julius Caesar's going to fit in my bad guy section. However, in my personal opinion, oh yeah, I'm doing Julius Caesar, by the way. Uh, it's, he, he's a good guy in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's grey, isn't it? It is grey. Um, I like him. I think he's a top bloke. And I know a lot of other people did as well. And I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, he just sort of... Um, he did what needed to be done. He did. But let's just get uh, one thing off the bat straight away. Julius Caesar was never a Roman emperor. He never had that title. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Oh, my God. So many times over lockdown. You know h- How many pub quizzes over uh, Zoom have you done? Uh, and a lot. Every single fucking time. Someone will say, who was the first emperor of Rome? And I'm like, it's Augustus. It's Augustus. It was Augustus. It's Augustus. And everyone on the team goes, no, it wasn't. It was Julius Caesar. And I get it right because it's wrong. They go, and the answer is Julius Caesar. And I'm like, it's not. It's not. <laughs> We're wrong. No. <laughs> Put it down as yeah. wrong. Augustus was like, the
0: first emperor. <laughs>
1: I hate that. I really hate that. Oh, it really bugs me.
0: Yeah. Well, you've been vindicated now. Yeah, he was a dictator. Ah, uh, He absolutely was. Born on either the 12th or 13th of July, 100 BC, his family had some prominence, his father being a magistrate and his mother descended from a kind of a prominent family. Um, And as is common with historical figures from over a thousand years ago, little is known, or 2,000 years ago, fucking hell, uh, little is known about his childhood as no one thought it relevant to write it down, which is fair. Brilliant. He would spend time studying Greek language and stories, and ancient, uh, because ancient Greece obviously was once a powerful empire, and thus would begin the tale of Rome. Obviously, Greece and Rome, it's kind of interchangeable. Their gods are very similar. The way they did things were very similar.
1: Well, I think if I'm half right, uh, obviously Greece had been around for what thousands of years before, um, and where they were was like a dying empire of sorts it was just like really sort of strict back but rome in its inception with like um Rom- is it, it, the myth is romulus and remus isn't it um but yeah and then romulus kills remus and then names the town or the city that they've started to build rome after him um apparently they took a lot of their gods from greek mythology to give themselves a bit more legitimacy which is why like a lot of the uh, Rome, the gods are like you say interchangeable. They make they like they they cross over a lot, and it's because they've they nicked them from um, the Greeks, like Poseidon. Who's the Greek one though? Poseidon's the Roman one. Who's the god uh... of the sea in the Greek one? I forget. Oh, that's not good. Or like Jupiter is Zeus. Hercules and Heracles are the same person, just pronounced
0: differently. I think on you te- again. You're testing me. I don't know. <laughs> I truly have no idea.
1: I might be completely wrong, but that's what I've, I believe to be true.
0: Yeah, they are. They're very uh, interchangeable. Mm. So Caesar, from an early age, was clearly a very good public speaker, and like we've seen with many dictators, hint about what's to come uh, in the past. Being able to rouse a crowd is extremely handy and will suit you very well on your ascendancy to total power. At the age of 16, Caesar lost his father Gaius and was therefore the head of his family. His uncle, Gaius Marius... Right, it's going to get confusing because Romans had this fucking tendency just to call everyone the same name. So if you are lost, I I, I completely understand. Uh, His uncle, Gaius Marius, was in a bloody civil war with his arch-rival Lucius Cornelius Sulla, to which he lost and he was sent to Africa where he died. There's a lot of Roman names as well. Yeah, there's too many. Naturally, names. when you're they're, they're big, there's fucking long names. Apart from Caesar well, obviously you've got Julius Caesar. And I think it's like Julius Gaius Caesar or something, but he's Caesar. We've, we've uh, naturally. <laughs> so okay on. I was going to say
1: we've discussed this before on our Boudica episode because we had to we had to give a little context to her story, and we spoke about Julius Caesar and what was his name supposed to be pronounced as. Oh, uh, yeah, it's like Julio Kaiser or something. Julius, I think it's like Julius at Kaiser, which is where we get yeah. Kaiser Wilhelm in from Germany yeah. and uh, Kaiser, Tsar of Russia, Tsar Nicholas.
0: I mean, that's how good Caesar was at being a leader, that his name became something symbolic to do with leadership. Yeah, and also uh, uh, became the name for a type of birthing of a child. Caesarea... I thought have we spoke about this before? Yeah. Because he was probably born, it's... or some, one of his children were born I don't have this in the notes Yes, yeah, it... Either he was born, or one of his children were born via Caesarean yeah, Apparently he was
1: Apparently he was said to have been born via Caesarean uh, C-section
0: Well there you go yeah. Knowledge is power Naturally, when your family loses a civil war It's probably going to be a pretty tricky time for you to be around And Caesar in Rome was no different Having married Cornelia, a member of the Popular Faction, which is a faction that favours the everyday working person. So there's going to be a lot of this. There's a lot of factions in Rome, and they all want different things. They're kind of like political parties. Mm. Um, Caesar was put under pressure to separate from her. Caesar, however, being Caesar, refused and was marked to be executed. But not being an idiot, he hid, and his mother finally managed to get the death sentence overturned. Which is great for him. No, mums, mums, man. However. They've just got your back all the time. Yeah, mums are great. If ever you need help to go to your (laughs) mum. However, this is ancient Rome, and people were murdered and assassinated all the time. And Caesar knew that if he stuck around, he would be a prime target, and it would be safer for him to reside elsewhere, and that is what he did. He firmly wanted a military uh, career, and quickly proved himself as a very worthy soldier in Asia. He rose through the ranks and found himself as an emissary to kings. Which is very noble position to have yeah
1: i mean just a messenger in it basically to a king yeah but it's like it's one of those that um uh they say uh like the best position um for like we, we spoke about henry VIII two weeks ago right um to wipe the king's ass is like the best position because like you've got the most money and like you were literally right next to the king he's most vulnerable that kind of shit I don't know how that's relevant. <laughs> I felt like that was relevant. <laughs> I really felt that was relevant. Like it's just one of those where it's like
0: it's a stupid job and you think it's bad, but actually it gives you a lot of benefits. Oh yeah, for sure. It could go wrong as well. Um, there's rumors that Caesar was sleeping with some kings as well. But hey, that's just rumors. Ooh. It was probably just. I mean, it was Roman. Everyone was fucking each other. Or was that Greece? I don't no, know.
1: There's uh, there's there's the phrase that um, the Greeks invented the orgy. The Romans invented it with women.
0: Ah, well, there you go. That's the saying. That that explains it. Yeah. In 78 BC, Caesar's best wishes were confirmed as Sulla died, meaning Caesar could finally return home to Rome without fear of being whacked. Caesar left the army and returned to Rome to begin a career as a legal advocate, and he himself and his wife lived in the poor area of Rome, so we're about to witness a proper rags-to-riches story. Mm -hmm. Whilst developing his skills as a public speaker, he was kidnapped by Sicilian pirates, which is quite something, and they treated him fairly well, and when they received their ransom money, which is really funny to be fair, apparently they wanted, um, oh fuck, I've completely forgot their currency, they wanted 20 of whatever their currency was, it begins with a T, I forget, Uh, and Caesar was really offended that they asked for, like, so little, and said just up it to 50.
1: I love that story. Um, That's so funny.
0: (laughs) And after they received their money, Caesar turned to them and vowed that one day he would hunt them down and crucify them, which he did. Yeah. Um, But because they treated him well, he thought, I'm going to be lenient. I'm going to cut your throat before I stick you on the cross. (laughs) I love that. So I suppose they didn't starve and dehydrate to death. They were kind of dead while they were up there.
1: I have the idea of him turning to just a shocked audience, being like,
0: what? I slit their throats before I did it. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) This is cool. He now turned his eyes to a political career. Caesar soon found himself as the face of the popular faction, which was the faction who opposed Sula. Uh, He would defend lower members of society, and including those who committed political crimes. He enjoyed the newfound fame and really grew into it, uh, and he soon became known as the People's Champion, like The Rock. Uh... (laughs) She just refer to Julius Caesar as, like, the rock. <laughs> yeah. Just make it more accessible for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. He is fucking everywhere, isn't he, at the moment? What, Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, I don't think
1: he rests. He's bloody everywhere. He's now in that new film, the new Disney film,
0: like Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise or something. He's just in everything.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's doing, um, is it Black Adam with DC?
1: Yes, he is. He's in Black Adam. Was it What's there? Jumanji? He's in Jumanji as well. Hobbs yeah. and Shaw, Fast and Furious, fucking everything. I think he, I'm pretty sure he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. He is, which is funny because there'll be other actors that are like, I spent fifty grand going to drama school, you did some fucking belly flops in a ring. <laughs> <laughs> and and, he is good, and can I do, do like a, him can do a funky eyebrow move. And he's now the most highest paid actor in the world.
0: Yeah, I do uh I do like him though, he's a funny guy. He gives out good energy.
1: Oh, yeah. No, definitely.
0: Sulla's faction was still larger than the popular faction, and therefore Caesar would have to be careful and bide his time. In a proper big dick energy move, when his aunt, wife of the ousted uncle Marius, died, Caesar put on a lavish funeral for her. And even being seen uh, at that time, being side to side with her was punishable by death. She was completely exiled. And loads of people turned out for what was a huge funeral. And he even had images of his uncle paraded, which obviously pissed off a lot of people. But anyone who objected was shouted down.
1: Well, at least they were shouted then, down and not killed.
0: Yeah, I mean, there might have been a few deaths, but... It just, it just goes to show what kind of person Caesar was. If, if he wanted to do something, he would do it. Yeah. But then tragedy struck when his wife Cornelia passed away, leaving Caesar as the single father to their daughter, Julia. He again politicised this funeral and furthered his image as the head of the popular party, much to the dismay of those who opposed him. With rising popularity comes promotions, uh, as after all, ancient Rome was nothing more than a giant popularity contest most of the time. He rose through the ranks over the years, eventually landing himself into the Senate, and he also married the granddaughter of the man who banished him, uh, banished his uncle, Sulla, which is funny. Yeah, good his wife's new name his new wife's name was Pompeia which I think is a, such a lovely name Pompeia yeah yeah I mean obviously there's Pompeii the city town whatever the fuck it was the one that was burnt in the volcano but nice name uh, unfortunately, the marriage only lasted six years. She got caught up in a scandal, which would negatively impacted his career. Therefore, he cut ties. The scandal was that she put on a kind of like a it was kind of like a party for women. I think it was in a bathhouse, and uh, a man dressed up as a woman and snuck in, and it was a whole big scandal. Oh, yeah. It, it was something that she put on as well. Like it was. I mean, it wasn't her fault, but he couldn't be seen to be associated with it. No. Um. Remember our episode on Caligula. So Caesar came before Caligula, like quite a bit before Caligula, and they weren't at all alike, because if you remember Caligula, he was just fucking mental. Yeah. But they did do one thing the same in order to gain public favour, and that was putting on big spectacles to gain the public support. This would include chariot racing, uh, gladiator battles, and the slaying of wild beasts. Events like this really pleased the public and stood Caesar in very good stead, even though it put him in a shit-tonne of debt. Mm. I mean, as it would, like... It's equivalent to someone being like, let's put on a massive football game with 80,000 spectators.
1: Yeah, but then like, it, it, it makes sense and it, it still works now. Um, if you're new or you're going for a hard time, the best thing to do is distract your populace with amazing games and spectacles and all this shit. And you'll go, oh, this is brilliant. This is great. Um, and the reason I said it, it still works now, like I currently have the Olympics on 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 in my room whilst I'm recording in the background, right? Now, the Olympics mm-hmm. in effect should have been cancelled, but they were like, nope, we want to put the Olympics on. There's hardly anyone there, but it's on telly because they're like, Oh, that'll help everyone cheer up a bit or that make everyone please. Like we just had the Euros went ahead. Um and we were allowed relaxation of certain lockdown restrictions so that we could all watch the games. And it's like, yeah, so just a way of pleasing the masses.
0: Yeah, for sure. It was like football as well when that came back during lockdown. Even uh, Bojo said, we need football back.
1: Yeah. In fact, fact, Bojo was just like, wait, it would make more sense to make everyone happy by bringing the football back. I will look better for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Like 2,000 years ago and now is very similar in terms of, I mean, I'll say very similar, it's very different, but. Some of the same ideas are used. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was it? They call them
1: the mob, isn't it, Romans? They're called the mob. Yeah. They've got to please the mob.
0: Mm-hmm. And you need to keep them on side in Rome. Oh, yes, because they will tear you limb from limb. And they really will. Caesar eventually landed himself as uh, a job as governor of Spain, but to do this, he needed to get rid of his outstanding debts, and he turned to the richest man in Rome, Marcus uh, Licinius Crassus. Oh, yeah, I've heard that name. What a name. Yeah, I think I think he's quite famous. Um, obviously, this did not come for free. In return for the money, Crassus wanted political favours from Caesar, which obviously he obliged. But, of course, after a successful time in Spain, Caesar still was not content and he wanted more. He wanted to be on the consul. So at this time, Rome was a democracy. They did used to have a lineage of kings, but they stopped that. And a consul was decided every year by a general election. That's cool. So, yeah, it's basically what we had today. They, I mean, this what I believe we should do, get rid of the fucking monarchy and just have elected heads of state. But, hey, who am I to... Yeah,
1: but then, uh, we're saying, like, every year they did it. But who got to do it? You know, like how... Um, roman uh, french revolutions happened and everyone was like oh liberty mm-hmm. equality all that kind of stuff right but it was like pe- peasants couldn't vote it was only people that could like hold land and only men and it was like oh oh it wasn't that free for everyone democracy that we we're talking about when, when they got rid of their monarchy i imagine it was like that if you were uh, if you held land or position you can vote but like someone who who oh, someone yeah, who ran sure. a bread stall in like just some alleyway in Rome. He he probably didn't get to vote.
0: Yeah, it it was heavily uh if you had money or power you could swing the elections for yeah.
1: sure. So it's kind of those like half arsed democracies.
0: Yeah, there was none of like going to your local school and putting a tick in a box and putting it in a little ballot box. Yeah.
1: And you wonder why people get so fucking disinterested about politics.
0: Yeah, it is very uninteresting. Caesar would have no problems gaining the vote from the public, but unfortunately he needed the support of those who were influential. A rivalry was forming between his funder Crassus and powerful politician Pompey. Now, I've watched many documentaries, some people call him Pompey, some people call him Pompey. I'm just going to go with Pompey because Pompey sounds like a place. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Um, Caesar wanted to unite these two foes, which he did fairly well, uh, creating sort of a golden trinity of the three of them. And to keep on Pompey's good side, Caesar arranged the marriage of his daughter Julia to Pompey's son. Unite the families. What better way to get to know each other than over a barbecue in the garden? Oh, God, they're so awkward. That is so awkward. Yeah. Just forced to chat. I hope they liked each other. I hope they were both attractive people. Yeah.
1: Or, or, you know it's just polite chat, and it? It's just being nice. Stuff that you have to ask. Yeah, so it's not a small talk. How's things? Yeah, not bad. Business, family, yeah, all good. Not
0: really interested. No, no, let's go off and make children. Yeah. Uh, Knowing there was now nothing that could be done to stop Caesar, his rivals put another man named Bibulus, who was elected alongside Caesar as co consul. However, Caesar did something really funny and just completely ignored this man's existence (laughs) and just proceeded to do things without him in order to gain support from the public. (laughs) I like that. He just he just completely ignored that this man was there. Um, in fact, he did it so well, he managed to imprison senators who opposed him, and eventually uh, Bibulus just fully gave up, packed it all in, and went home. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> just walking right up to him. I don't see you. And he's, la, 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 <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, Caesar's a funny guy. Really funny guy. I mean, he probably wasn't to a lot of people, but I find him funny. I like stories like that. It makes him more human. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were human beings. Obviously, like nowadays, we see statues and stuff, and we see them as sort of like not gods, but I don't know what the word is. Just well, yeah, just pa- figures very in powerful. history. But they don't
1: have much yeah. like life to them. But it's like it's, what yeah. it's awesome about. Like our show is that you can get a sense of who maybe they were.
0: Yeah, because they were people walking around on the earth. Yeah, in a very different time. So this is where we get onto the part of Caesar where people are probably familiar with his military prowess. As with most Roman higher-ups, progressing the empire and taking new land via military means was seen as very noble and would make you very loved indeed. When a tribe known as the Helveti dared to invade one of Caesar's provinces, South Gaul, which is south of France, uh, Caesar wanted wasted no time in taking five legions and absolutely crushing his enemy. Mm. Uh, as many Roman emperors will also attempt, Caesar wanted to take on the Germanic tribes. He did it quite well, uh, and around his ti- this time he had around 40,000 men. Um, Rome against Germany, or Germania as it was, um, I don't know, the Romans never really had much luck there. The Germanic tribes were very good at keeping them at bay.
1: Oh yeah, the Germans, yeah, they were fucking great. Um,
0: yeah, they were barbarians, but they were organised. Apparently, apparently
1: the phrase I don't know how true this is, but "barbarian" comes from the fact it's like a it's, a, it's an onomatopoeia word, where they just, just like they, it, to them every other language other than Latin and Rome just sounded like bar 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 bar. No way. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard it a few times be said. That's real. I, I want to believe that. I like that. So a- anyone who didn't speak Roman—that's why like, anyone who wasn't Roman was a barbarian, because any other language was just like bar ba bar bar bar, just, just nothing to them.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
1: <laughs> I just heard you like
0: just like chuckling away to yourself. <laughs> Caesar gained complete control of what we now know to be France and began scouting undiscovered territories. He built a bridge over the Rhine into Germania to just kind of take a look, uh, and when they'd taken a look, they came back and just dismantled it. And oh, wasn't he, that wasn't that the like really awesome bridge that was made out of boats? Yeah, he built. They built it like record time. It was like ten days. Yeah, that's so cool. And he was just like, "What was that for? Just have a look."
1: What? Yeah, literally you just, just pop over. You you just like made history just to have a look. Yeah, yeah. Why not? just to see see what's going on, see how the land lies. <laughs> yeah. That guy was ruthless, though, as a military commander. There's a guy, you mentioned uh, uh, in Gaul, um, mm-hmm. there was a guy called, I think, Vercingetorix. Have yeah, you yeah, heard yeah. that name? Yeah. Huh? But, um, Vercingetorix tried to, like, get all the Gaul- Gaulic people to, like, rise up against the Romans and was yeah. like, yeah, let's fucking go for it. And then, I like, Caesar just, I think, like surrounded his camp and was like, Listen, this is a siege, mate. You're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, just like, First and like, let out all the civilians and the women and the children. It was like, Right, will you at least let them go? Because we don't have enough food to feed them and us. Can you at least let them go? And Caesar was like, Yeah, sure. Okay. And then, First and just let them out. But then Caesar didn't let him out of his like own little quarantine. So they just like left in open no man's land, just starving, like eating grass because they've got <laughs> no food. And they just died in the fields. And like Caesar was like, this is what you get for being a shit leader. Now go fucking hurry up and die in your little castle. And he's like, okay.
0: Uh, Getrix was captured and paraded around Rome. Yeah, that's
1: brutal. He was savage as a leader, as a military tactician
0: yeah it was v- people must have been shit scared of him, but he was very good at what he did and also yeah. like when it came to keeping people happy he was i I'm not going to call him a socialist, but he was he was very fair. He made sure everyone in Rome never went wanting
1: yeah, like um Roman soldiers got given land to farm after they served a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. wasn't it
0: yeah, he was a fucking great leader, yeah um he also did what no one had dared to do and crossed the channel to see what lies in Britannia. Hey. However, he sort of met his match in Britain. Uh with the tribes doing well to hold the Romans at bay, they'd kind of do like hit and run attacks on them. Yeah. However, the Romans eventually the might their might began to show and they won several key battles, taking hostages and stuff. Uh I'm sure did we cover this in the uh Boudicca episode? Bubica, yes, we covered this in Bubica, Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to learn more about the invasion of uh, Britain, go into our backlog. Yeah, man, go check that out.
1: Caesar was just like... Well, all the Romans were shit-scared of Britain at the time because they thought it was a mythical land full of mystical creatures and monsters and everything. Yeah. And they were like, fuck me, this is scary as shit. Like, this is really weird. And then a load of blue people came out of nowhere and was like, what's up? Get out.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, check out... if If you're interested in Caesar's invasion of Britain... Go check out our bit of We can go go more in depth with it to give it more context.
0: Yeah, absolutely do it. So uh, the Britons negotiated for peace uh, and Caesar's like, yeah, cool. So the Britons would give um, annual tribute to Rome and Caesar just kind of took a few hostages back with him and he never returns to Britain again. Yeah. And I think uh, Caligula tried to do it, but he was fucking shit. He never actually got across the channel. Again, Caligula, go check him out. Another Roman emperor. He was also another... A Roman emperor who was... Uh, fucking mental. Fucking mental.
1: So... Got him to like, th- stab the sea or something and bring back shells
0: and was like, I've yep.
1: claimed victory over the sea.
0: Yeah, and also got his own men to dress up as Britons and say, look what I did, I conquered them.
1: <laughs> Idiot.
0: Caesar successfully kept revolts down, and those that dared oppose him would be killed and sometimes did around Rome, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, have you ever heard the phrase, I came, I saw, I conquered? Oh, yeah. So there was a big uprising happening in Turkey. I forget the name of the bloke who did it, and Caesar went there, positioned his legions on top of a hill, and just nipped it in the bud straight away without very little effort. Yeah, and he was just like, "I came, I saw, I conquered." What was it in Latin? Oh, why would you ask that? I don't know. Isn't it? Is it? Uh, oh fa Vini
1: Vini Vici.
0: Yeah, I think you've. I think that's spot on.
1: Or it's, or, it's, or it's something uh, like uh, that it's something like that it's, it's intertwined one uh, one is one in front of the other or something like, Vedi, vini Vici or one in the other
0: yeah but yeah that's where that phrase comes from
1: cool I like that it's just like yep yeah, I'll have that please I did that when I go to McDonald's <laughs>
0: <laughs> slightly different but yeah. still a, still worthy but it wasn't all plain sailing for Caesar Uh, he was trying desperately to keep his political career alive in Rome. After Crassus was killed in battle, Caesar's other ally Pompey started to back away and Caesar's daughter Julia died in childbirth with the child that would have unified their family and had them both as grandfathers. And this put a real strain on the relationship. Hmm. During riots in Rome, Pompey was appointed to consul and aligned himself with the aristocrats, uh, the faction that opposed Caesar. And Caesar was warned if he ever stepped foot in Rome with his men, he would be arrested and probably killed. It's crazy. The amount of backstabbing that goes on is mental.
1: Yeah. And, and it's like it really doesn't matter how good um, maybe you are or what stuff you've done. There will always be someone out there who's like, no, I want the power for my own gain. I'm not interested in the people, what you've done. I just want it for myself. And they'll just yeah. take it.
0: That's what Rome was for a very long time.
1: Yeah, it was almost like, you know, you can be whatever you want. You just have to take it.
0: And take it, he did. The consul demanded that Caesar give up his army and turn himself in. However, Caesar was just like, no. He had other ideas and decided the only course of action was to take his army and claim Rome by force. Um, Caesar took a single legion over the Rubicon River which was an immediate act of civil war. Now you mentioned something before we started recording about the Rubicon river. And what was that?
1: Yeah. Um, the crossing the Rubicon is now like a phrase used in today's society as, um, to go to a point of no return. Um, because no Roman army had ever invaded home soil. Um, and while Caesar was sat at the Rubicon, it was like, apparently that was his moment of contemplation to be like, if I do this, there's no going back. Um, he could have spent the rest of his life just sort of running around Europe, fighting Germans and Gauls, because uh, his men would have followed him. I imagine to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. But he was like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking take a risk. I'm just gonna do it." So yeah, crossing the Rubicon now is as a phrase, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, however, to much to his surprise, he was met with no retaliation. Um, Pompey, for whatever reason, had decided to march all of his troops south so Caesar could walk into Rome Rome, without any issues and he declared himself dictator and Mark Antony, another famous guy, was second in command. Uh, However, Caesar was then elected onto the consulship and removed the title of dictator.
1: Oh, really? That was quick.
0: Yeah, I mean, dictator's kind of a bit aggressive, whereas if you've been elected, it's a bit more chill
1: as well i think um the title is just wrong because um dictator was the idea of a dictator was that um in a time of crisis you elect one man to rule on behalf of everyone because you know if you've got a committee someone might disagree we might not all agree on what course of action to take there's lots of debate in there's lots of things to discuss whereas a dictator just goes no this is what we need to do and this is what we need to do now and then when the crisis was over, the dictator was supposed to then step down. Caesar obviously mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't want to step down. So the title was not right, is it?
0: No, it was not. Uh, during this time, Caesar knew that he had to kill Pompey and his forces before he was able to cross the sea into Greece. And there was a big race on. So basically, um, Pompey was going around one way to like the, the south point of Italy, what was now Italy, and uh caesar was coming the other way and caesar needed to get in front of pompey's men and take them all out because if they got to greece they could regroup uh gain more armies and become a lot harder to beat however yeah. he arrived too late caesar arrived on the shore to watch pompey's ships sailing over to to greece and like that was kind of Caesar was like okay so they're going to come back at one point and try and reclaim this um i believe caesar however decided fuck it i'm gonna go to them Uh, In 48 BC, the two armies finally met, and Pompey's troops outnumbered Caesar's two to one. However, Caesar managed to win because he was much better at Pompey when it came to warfare and tactics. Mm. So he just completely outclassed him. Uh, Pompey himself, however, escapes to Egypt. Caesar ordered most of Pompey's men to be killed, except for a handful, including one called Brutus. Brutus was a young man Uh, he was very clever at playing the political political game and Brutus had a choice when the civil war kicked off he could have quite easily have sided with Caesar Uh, however he backed Pompey because he thought Pompey would be victorious yeah but Caesar knew that Brutus would be a good ally and he was young and he could mold him to whatever he wanted to be so Caesar was like no worries we'll forget it you come chill with me and Brutus became one of uh, Caesar's greatest allies oh really yeah Uh, Caesar decided to chase Pompey to Egypt and when he arrived he found Ptolemy on the throne a ruler in the midst of a civil war himself after he'd driven his sister Cleopatra, very famous, out of his land so he could claim full power Um, when there Ptolemy presented Caesar with the head of Pompey um, and Ptolemy hoped that this would show Caesar that he was a good ally and that Rome and Ptolemy's forces could join together and oust Cleopatra however Caesar wasn't a fan that it had ended like this. And he kind of thought, even though Pompey was a rival, he kind of thought he deserved more. Mm. And uh, honestly, I think Caesar wanted just to be the one that killed him. He wanted him to die in battle.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: As opposed to kind of this. Um, And Caesar kind of kicked off about it. And Ptolemy put Caesar on house arrest. And whilst captive, Cleopatra smuggled herself into his room and the two of them formed a plan to reclaim Egypt. Cleopatra would be a fantastic ally for Caesar, and vice versa. Caesar called for his army to come to Egypt to overthrow Ptolemy, and after a fairly drawn-out process, Cleopatra was named Pharaoh of Egypt, and Caesar stayed by her side for a few months, and they were probably fucking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: Because at one point she comes to Rome and says, this is your child.
1: Yeah, she has a kid, did not she? She's like... Uh, yeah. by the way, this baby is yours. And it's
0: like, yeah, well, yeah. where's Jeremy Carr when I need him? <laughs> but it was a baby that would uh, unite two very powerful places. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well,
1: Cleopatra not being a legitimate Egyptian issue, she was a Greek.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, she Macedonian.
1: Yeah, which is Greece, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, yeah. It? uh it Cleopatra and her brother... Because Cleopatra is like... An uh, Egyptianized version of her name. Like I think she took on. She could speak the language. She was very much trying to get into the Egyptian culture, whereas her brother was kind of just like, oh, I'm just in it for the title. Um, I not really. I don't think he spoke Egyptian or anything like that. Because they were children of like some general in Alexander the Great's army. Mm. And when Alexander, yeah, the, yep, yep. when Alexander the Great died, they were like shit, quick, grab as much land as you can. And
0: yeah, I think their father intended them to uh, rule Egypt together.
1: Yeah, and like get into the old Egyptian way of incest. Not now, of course, yeah. that's not a thing now, but back then it was. <laughs> I just want to make that clear, Egyptians now are not into incest.
0: No, M- maybe, but no. Uh, Cleopatra <laughs> was said to be <clears throat> extremely beautiful as well, like she was a proper temptress isn't it isn't uh isn't it's just so so
1: far as the story goes uh a rug is it a rug was brought into julius caesar's room and they're like i didn't order this rug it's like you're gonna want this rug and then like they unwrap unfelt the rug and it was like Juli uh cleopatra just sort of like naked just be like yo what's up <laughs> you want to hang out <laughs> 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 yes i do and then he had a baby with her and it's like fuck
0: one thing that like I always find fascinating about Cleopatra <clears throat> is that uh she is closer to modern day us right now than the great pyramids of Giza being constructed. It's scary, isn't it? It it's weird the Egyptian like empire or whatever what we know ancient Egypt lasted for a fucking long time. Oh it's mad. Like, thousands and thousands of years. Like
1: yeah, thousands of years before like what you'd call what what you'd also then call ancient history, like we think of them, the uh, Romans, almost as like ancient history. But then even the, the Egyptians were even more ancient than that. And you think Christ put it this way: when the Egyptians were around building pyramids, mammoths were still in existence in England. Yeah, like that's mind it's blowing, mental, mind absolutely mind blowing. Um, what I found doing the show is how close. Some of these people in history are and how related they are to some degree. Like, like for instance, just mentioning Alexander the Great. Like Cleopatra is very closely linked to Alexander the Great, and then by extension, so is Julius Caesar. And then for Caesar, mm. you've got Boudicca.
0: and you think, wow, that history is not that far away from each other. No, they all they all do kind of link up. Don't they? I think the Earth at that point was quite small.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. So it was a uh,
0: yeah everyone fighting for power and all that kind of jazz yeah
1: meanwhile <clears throat> meanwhile over in north america there's just a bunch of like native americans just hanging out
0: yeah just living off the land having a great time yeah. having no idea that in like well, what time probably like seven a thousand and no a thousand, thousand. What years year are we
1: a thousand years or something Like near two thousand years later Maybe like 1,500 years later, probably. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, about 1,500 years later, some fucking white dudes will come over in big ships and just be like, this is ours now.
0: Yeah, and just ruin it for everyone. Bloody white people. (laughs) Uh, After this, Caesar returned to Rome to find it in a bit of disrepair due to Mark Antony's leadership. This is the last time I talk about Mark Antony, but I'll I'll just go on the side. Uh, Eventually, he goes over to Egypt to kind of be the ambassador to Egypt, if you will, uh, and he starts up a romantic relationship with Cleopatra. Uh, eventually, the uh, Cleopatra's Egypt kind of comes tumbling down because Rome—spoiler alert—falls into different hands, and they wage war on Egypt. And Mark Antony and Cleopatra end up killing themselves together.
1: Yeah, he just took Julius Caesar sloppy seconds.
0: Yeah. Which, like, I think the Shakespeare play isn't far off the mark. Obviously, it's massively embellished, but the, the, the general gist is there. Anyway, that's enough for that. Cleopatra, Mark Antony, we're good. So, Caesar did what Caesar does and calmed everything down, stopped potential mutinies, and honestly, Rome absolutely thrived. He declared himself as dictator for ten years, and he ruled with absolute authority. He squashed another rebellion in Spain, led by Pompey's two sons, and... uh was then going to be declared dictator for life so he was basically king but not king mm. because you couldn't have a. it's not a kingdom it's an empire yeah but then it's not really an empire cuz it's an emperor you know what i mean yeah. um the senate however was severely pissed off rome was supposed to be a democracy and caesar was ruling with absolute power completely ignoring whatever it was they had to say and in march of 44 bc a meeting was called in the senate However, 60 of Caesar's rivals all attended with hidden daggers. As he was walking to his chair, he was leapt upon and stabbed 23 times and died at the feet of a statue of Pompey. Um, But why have I decided to put Caesar in the the bad guy week now, but I've put it in the good guy week? It's kind of clear from what we've just learnt that he did some pretty harsh stuff. However, his death was met with large-scale riots from the people of Rome and those that assassinated him were forced to flee. He was cremated and a temple was built upon that site. And it was clear, although a dictator, Caesar was one of the best things to ever happen to Rome. The people loved him. The empire thrived. Um, everyone was just having a bloody great time.
1: Mm. He almost uh, revolutionised and modernised it.
0: Yeah, he really did. Uh, I think it's something that kind of needed to to happen because of the, the Senate were doing a shit job um brutus the young man caesar saved and bought under his wing uh, and was one of his closest allies was one of the senators to stab him uh shakespeare has the quote et tu brut which is you too brutus however records show he probably said you too my child which is quite sad yeah yeah that's not nice that's not a betrayal no he would have been absolutely heartbroken that this young lad had done this to him um, and apparently, one of the last things Caesar did before he died was uh, cover his face with his robe or cloth or something so no one could see his death expression.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's like the equivalent of hiding under your bed sheets, thinking that no one can see you.
0: Yeah, right. I think he was just a very proud man.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just that's just pride talking as he dies because you know they're just going to take the cloth off again and be like,
0: "Oh, look at his face." There's um there's a point in Rome, I saw this, a video on this the other day, uh, it's where Caesar was stabbed, uh and it's just like, it's just a square, like, it's still ruins now, but it's like a square in the middle of sort of a, a town with restaurants just kind of surrounding it, and you can just go and just look at it. What?
1: And that's the actual place he was stabbed?
0: Yeah, they've put, like, barriers around it and signs and stuff, but people just, like, walk past it like it's no big deal, but... It's probably one of the most important deaths in human history took place there, and you can literally go and get a coffee outside. It's weird; There's something that doesn't sit right
1: uh, there. I'll go. I'll have a look.
0: Yeah, I'm. I was so desperate to go to Italy. There's so much I want yeah. to see. Um, what followed Caesar's death was years of turmoil with the Senate trying to claim control but Rome was continuing to fall into disrepair and it was crying out for a leader. And all the Senate had actually done was martyr Caesar uh, because obviously nowadays we still know him as one of the greatest leaders to have ever have lived. Um, And they decided, okay, Caesar was actually right all along and we probably shouldn't have killed him. Rome needed a ruler. His great nephew Augustus would become the first emperor of Rome and probably the best emperor that Rome would ever have. He did a lot of good Mm. stuff apart from giving birth to some absolute fuckwits that were probably the worst emperors <laughs> that... I mean, he didn't give birth. You know what I mean. Um But yeah. Yeah. There we well, have it. Caesar was never the emperor of Rome, but he did control it.
1: Augustus uh made his name Augustus Caesar deliberately so that people would resonate with him.
0: Yeah. I just... it's They shouldn't have killed Caesar. I mean, we can all look back in hindsight now, but he was so good for them. He was a great, great leader. Yeah, but then
1: there's an argument to be said that he would have gone the way of Nero in that Nero, when he became emperor at the beginning, was a really great guy who did a lot for the, the empire and then as he'd gone on became a bit of a knob. But, so like...
0: Yeah, I mean, it could I mean, have yeah,
1: we. we well, to be fair, we started to see it already. Like, Caesar was not just content with being the leader of Rome. He's like, no... I'll be the leader of Rome for life. And it's like, all right, okay, he's starting to take mm. the piss now. And he, he, I'm sure he would have started to take the piss further, as they say. Uh, abs- what was it? Power corrupts. Was it absolute power corrupts or something like that? Power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts
0: mm. absolutely. I reckon he would have like just tried to further the empire. He probably would have gone back to Britain. Oh, that'd have been yeah, I imagine he would have yeah, he probably would have gone
1: back to Britain and with with the full force of a Roman Empire, just been like, I'm gonna have that.
0: Yeah. He he would have been unstoppable. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. But yeah, they they killed him, and maybe they shouldn't have. But that was oh, right. uh Julius Caesar, probably the greatest one of the greatest ever leaders to have ever have lived. Wow. Well,
1: thank you very much for that. I hope you've enjoyed that episode uh if you've learned a bit about julius kaiser or caesar uh awesome um make sure you rate and review us on any platform you are listening to us on itunes i think is the place to do that apple Podcasts, wherever it's called now uh if you'd like to head over to the merch store pick up a shirt with our logos on it so you can show off to all your friends www.twpd.store um where you can pick up those bits. Um, If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on our Ko-fi page, www.ko-fi.com forward slash that's what people do. And yeah, make sure you follow us on the socials. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. We've no idea what's coming on the next one. It is currently the 3rd of September. um, So I don't know what's happening. I might be dead. It's my mum's birthday, actually. This episode goes out on my mum's birthday, so happy birthday to my mum.
0: Happy birthday, Ryan's (laughs) mum.
1: Thank you very much for listening. Join us next week, whenever that will be. Goodbye. Bye.